G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. World changers are willing to take bold steps of faith. And the more you use your faith, the stronger it gets. The less you use your faith, the more it weakens. Pastor Greg Laurie points out how we can be world changers ourselves and how it'll change our perspective on life. World changers see opportunities. Those who are changed by this world see obstacles. It's all how you look at things and are you willing to do what God tells you to do. This is the day when the lost are found. Greg Laurie has titled his current series, World Changes. We're looking at those individuals whom God has used to show us how to walk with the Lord, how to live above reproach, and how to stand up to opposition. Today, on A New Beginning, as we continue our study into the life of the world changer named Moses, we'll see how God brought about one of the most talked about miracles in the entire Bible, when the Israelites were being pursued by the Egyptians. Fasten your seatbelts, here it comes. Let me start with the question. How many of you have ever been in a situation where the only way out was God? Maybe it was a report from a doctor that gave no real hope. Maybe it was a financial catastrophe where you were on the brink of, of collapse. Maybe a marriage was completely unraveling or a loved one died and you did nothing. You possibly could survive such a thing or you've had a huge family conflict that seemed unresolvable. Well, I bring this up because that's the very scenario before us here in our story from world changers as we see the Israelites standing between, well, in a way, the devil and the deep blue sea. They were backed up against the wall and they were caught between an unconquerable army and an impassable sea. They were between the impossible and the more impossible. But what they were about to discover was, with God, all things are possible. <laughs> the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff. Raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through, through the middle of the sea on dry ground. How were they able to do this? How were they able to walk to the Red Sea? I mean, just imagine this. It's like... God's saying to you, go down to the Pacific Ocean and keep walking. Uh, what? Yeah, just walk. So you get in, you know, you're up to your ankles. Now you're up to your knees. Now you're up to your waist and the waves are crashing on top of your head and you really can't walk at all. You're thinking, this isn't working out. That's what God said to do. You just go and start walking. How are they able to do it? They did it by faith. Hebrews eleven twenty nine 29 says, it was by faith the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground, but when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. 
You see, world changers are willing to take bold steps of faith. Faith is obeying God in spite of circumstances or even consequences. And the more you use your faith, the stronger it gets. The less you use your faith, the more it weakens. World changers see opportunities. Those who are changed by this world see obstacles. World changers see bridges. Those who are changed by the world just see walls. It's all how you look at things and are you willing to do what God tells you to do. Look at verse 21. Moses raised his hand over the sea. The Lord opened up a path through the water and with a strong east wind, the wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land so that people walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. They had to walk right through. By the way, it took all night. I'm sure it was very excited when they started. Whoa! Fish probably flopping around on the ground. Sushi! Who's got the wasabi? And soy sauce. And they probably saw fish like cruising by on the walls. Whoa, look at that, look at the right there. You know, it's like the best aquarium ever. It was very exciting at first and very exciting at the end when the walls of water collapsed on the Egyptian army. But they had to walk and walk and it's hours and hours and that's a Christian life. It's just a walk with the Lord. You know, sometimes there's a lot of excitement in the beginning of the Christian life when you realize what God has done for you. But as time passes, you might start taking things for granted. And you might start finding yourself becoming a bit apathetic. You need to just keep walking this walk. One definition of being a Christian is long obedience in the same direction. I like that, long obedience in the same direction. But if you find yourself getting apathetic, you need to pull out your RPGs. My rocket propelled grenade launcher? No, your RPGs, R stands for read. Every day, read the Bible. You never outgrow it, you never get beyond it, it never becomes irrelevant. Every day you read, P stands for prayer. You need to have a prayer life. Pray about things, bring things before the Lord. G of RPG stands for go to church. You never outgrow that. You need to be a regular part of the church. And S, share your faith with others. This is something we stop doing. We stop reading our Bibles. We stop being regular in church attendance. We stop praying. We stop sharing our faith. And we wonder why apathy is seeping into our life. Because you're not doing the basics. Let's just say you decided, I'm just not going to eat anymore. So over the eating thing. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. You're going to get lightheaded. You're going to get dizzy. You're going to feel almost sick. And if it goes on for a while, you're going to basically start to die. And you can't live that way. You must eat to survive. And in the same way, we'll neglect these disciplines and, and we'll find ourselves withering. Or let's say you never exercise. In fact, the problem is all you do is eat. You eat and eat and eat and eat. You live at Krispy Kreme. You live there. Like... <laughs> Have a bed there. You just eat donuts. You eat them before they're even made. <laughs> okay, now you have another problem. Uh, you need exercise. Well, first of all, stop being a glutton. Okay, but number two, you need exercise. You, you need activity. And so it's not enough to just come to church and listen and, and hear and be blessed. Yes, we're thankful you're here and we're here to help you, but now we take it out. The holiest moment of our church service is when God's people walk out the doors and go into all the world and preach the gospel. 
That's the sharing part. So use your RPGs. And so here they are walking through this Red Sea. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And we're hearing a message today called How to Face Overwhelming Obstacles. Let's continue. Now, in an earlier message in the World Changers series, I talked about facing your giants. It was based on David and Goliath, remember? And I pointed out that if you want to overcome a giant, you have to attack it and kill it because that's what David did with Goliath. And my point was, you know, we all have giants in our life. I'm using it as a metaphor for sin or an addiction or some problem. Identify it, attack it, cut its head off. That's a giant. The Red Sea is different. You don't kill the Red Sea. You get through the Red Sea. It's a different picture. And there are situations in life that you can't attack. You have to get through them. Maybe it's something you weren't expecting. Maybe it's a troubled marriage. You need to hang in there and not give up. Maybe it's a physical problem. You know, maybe you have a disability you were born with. Maybe you've had an accident and now there's an issue in your life that you never had before. Maybe it's just the effects of getting older and, uh, and you deal with a lot of new aches and pains. You know, you hear snap, crackle, and pop in the morning and the problem is you're not eating Rice Krispies. <laughs> it's you. Or maybe it's... Um, some affliction of some kind. You know the Apostle Paul had this problem. And here's a guy who prayed for people to be healed. He prayed and people were raised from the dead. But he had this thorn in the flesh as he called it. Now don't forget Paul was beaten. He was shipwrecked. Uh, He went through all kinds of hardships. Some scholars think it might have been his eyesight. We don't know. But whatever it was, it bugged him, it bothered him, it troubled him. He called it a thorn in the flesh and three times he asked the Lord to take it away and the Lord said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Or as another translation puts it, God speaking said to Paul, my grace is enough, it's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Paul says, once I heard that, I was glad to let that happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These things cut me down to size. Accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Christ take over and the weaker I get, the stronger I become. I love that translation. That's very well said. And that's it. Lord, I don't understand it, but help me get through this Red Sea. Help me get through this issue because one day you will get through it in one way, shape, or form. Oh, to finish this story, the Israelites, they got finally through the Red Sea. And here comes the Pharaoh. Oh, this is gonna be good. And he's charging. He's got his chariots. They're coming through and then the sea collapses on them and they're all drowned and destroyed. You look at that too. That's so mean. Is it? This is the Pharaoh that was drowning Jewish baby boys on the Nile River. This is the Pharaoh that was bent on their destruction facing the consequences of a sin. You see, you reject God, you break God's rules, you say no to Jesus, one day you're gonna reap what you sow. And I want you to know something. When that day comes, God will take no pleasure in it. God doesn't wanna judge anyone. That's why he warned Pharaoh over and over and over and over and over and over again. 
And we just read, Pharaoh hardened his heart. Pharaoh hardened his heart. Pharaoh hardened his heart. Pharaoh hardened his heart. And all of a sudden we read, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. God gave Pharaoh the ability to choose. Pharaoh said, no, 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 no. I don't want it. I don't want God. And finally the Lord said, okay, is that your final decision? I'll strengthen you in the decision you've already made. Right now God's speaking to someone's heart. Deep down inside you're saying, man, I, I need to get right with God. I need Jesus. Because you're not sure right now as you're listening to this message if you were to die today, if you would go to heaven or not. You don't have that assurance. But Jesus who died on the cross and rose again from the dead three days later can come into your life and forgive you. See, Pharaoh thought the Israelites made a huge mistake and he pounced on them, taking advantage, not realizing it was a trap set by God himself to show his glory. Fast forward many years, Satan has infiltrated the disciples and has gotten one of Jesus' own hand-picked friends to betray him, Judas Iscariot. Satan's got the religious leaders on board and the Romans as well. And he orchestrates the death of Jesus, not realizing it was all part of God's plan. Because it was always God's plan for Jesus to die on the cross for our sin and then to rise again from the dead. And he can forgive you of all of your sin right now if you'll ask him to. There might be some of you listening here, watching, that you know, you're living this compromised life. You're trying to live in two worlds. You're doing things you know you should not be doing. I talked about getting the Israelites out of Egypt but not getting Egypt out of the Israelites. And that's you. You're sitting here in church going, yeah, I'm in church. But you have other plans for this date and they're not good. And you did something last night you're pretty embarrassed about. And you're thinking about doing something else tonight or tomorrow that are things that you know are wrong before God. And here's my concern. You live this way, coming to church, putting on a little show, and then going out and doing this stuff, you're gonna get a hardened heart. And one day your heart may get so hard you won't even be able to hear God anymore. That is why the Bible says, harden not your heart if you can hear His voice. The Lord is saying, turn from that sin because my way is the right way. Trust me on this. He can forgive you of all of your sin if you've never believed in Jesus. And He can forgive you of your sin if you've believed in Him but you've been disobeying Him. So we're gonna close now in prayer and I'm gonna extend an invitation for you to get right with God. Let's all pray. Father, thank You for Your Word to us today. Now I pray for any here, any that are listening or watching that don't know You yet. They don't have the hope of heaven. They're still living under the guilt of their sin. Help them to come to you and believe and be forgiven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie closing with an important word of prayer. And as you've listened today, if you've come to realize that you need to make that kind of change in your relationship with God, Pastor Greg would like to help you right now. In the book of Isaiah, we read these words, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous man their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. Listen, that's God's word to you. And let me address this to the person who has never asked Jesus Christ to come into their life. 
Why don't you do it now? That verse says, seek the Lord while he may be found. God has touched your heart today, perhaps, and you've thought, I need this relationship with the Lord. One of these days, I'm going to make that commitment to Christ. No, don't wait for one of these days. This is the day. (laughs) This is your moment. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Listen, God is near to you, and he is ready to come into your life. And there's another part of this verse when it says, let us return to the Lord. I want to also extend an invitation to you that have fallen away from your faith. You've fallen away from the Lord, and you need to make a recommitment. So if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you want your sin forgiven, if you want to go to heaven when you die, or if you've fallen away from the Lord and you want to return to him, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I also know that you are a savior and I need your help. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life and forgive me of all of my sins. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Be my savior, be my Lord, be my God and be my friend. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hey, I want you to know on the authority of Scripture, if you just prayed that prayer and meant it, Christ has heard you and he has forgiven you. So God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And we'd love to help you to begin to grow in your new faith. We'd love to send you some resources called Our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you get started right off. So get in touch for your New Believers Growth Packet. It's free of any charge or obligation if you've prayed that prayer for the very first time today. Just ask for it when you call 1-800-00-5011. Well, tomorrow, Pastor Greg has some good encouragement for anyone who's ever said, but I'm just one person, what can I do? He'll talk about the power of one. That's tomorrow, same time, right here on A New Beginning. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message on CD, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. Search How to Face Overwhelming Obstacles at visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.